We're the Outdoor Guys from Jesse Browns. You're listening to the Carolina Outdoors, and we are glad that you are. Every week, we come in and break down these segments for your listening pleasure, and hopefully along the way, you are encouraged to take on your own personal adventure. Lately, of course, Wes Lawson, Bill Barty here. Wes, it has been fly fishing, fly fishing, and fly fishing for those of us over at Jesse Brown's. Yeah, and if you're if you've never been fly fishing, now's a great time to think about joining in with all the cool kids. But it has been something that everybody in our store has gone from knowing something about to becoming uh, basically experts on. We do have varying levels, I think, of that expertise. But we have people right now who we have outfitted for trips. Locally, so that could be you know bass ponds and farm ponds, Wilson Creek, the Mitchell, the Davidson, those blue lines. So when you hear us talk about blue lines, folks, on a map, those are those little blue lines that go away from a bigger blue line. It's a small creek or a stream. And we have folks down in the Yucatan Peninsula right now, people getting ready for fishing trips in Cuba, Argentina, and all kinds of other places throughout the Rocky Mountain West. It is fishing time. Well, and you hear people uh, talk about... Uh uh, you know, trout do not live in ugly places. It's the truth. Including the Carolinas. And if you don't believe that it's not ugly, all you have to do is get into our Carolina Outdoors. That's what this whole program is about. And, of course, at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, we're outfitting people for getting out there. But the weather here in May has been spectacular. It's it's easy to just get out there and enjoy it and learn a little bit about fly fishing. Yeah, you could head two hours away and have no concept that you were near Charlotte. You know, you can go to Linville Gorge, go to South Mountain State Park, go to Uwari even, which is not two hours away from from where we are right now, and you have no idea that you are that close to the hustle and bustle. Well, and you know what's going on in town right now, and there's a great correlation to these two sports. But over at the Quail Hollow Club, the Wells Fargo Championship's going on. A lot of golf fans are, are at the venue enjoying it a whole lot or watching CBS enjoying it too. But you know what? The sport of golf and the sport of fly fishing have a lot of similarities and parallels. Swinging sticks around? Depending on the shot or depending on the species of fish or the place, your clubs will change. Just like you change a fly rod, you may have to change a golf club just depending on on what that shot is or what that challenge is and that's one way that we kind of help explain it but a lot has been going on locally of late well a lot has been and a lot of it's been coming through the store people signing up to go on a guided fly fishing trip with dave bergman of jesse browns you may know him as the berg mangler and bill earlier this week you had a chance to sit down with dave over there in studio jb to talk about this well, fishing season has been good. We've been doing really well. Um, it's kind of the same as last year. Uh, the pandemic really brought some people into the sport, and people really want to get active in the sport of fly fishing. So you've had a lot more fishermen out there, which means that even your rivers where the fish are stocked, those fish are getting what we call a lot of pressure, which is making them act more like real trout. They're not just jumping on the hook. So we're learning... We're really learning how to fish for trout. Uh, it's, a, it's kind of a double-edged sword. So, yeah, the fish are going to be hard to catch, but you're going to learn a lot more about catching fish, which we've been doing. We've been having a great season. I mean, we catch fish consistently on every trip. So we've had no, no issues there. Uh, I've been taking out, yeah, lots of different types of uh, family members. 
I, um, I'm even, t I'm taking out a lot of siblings, uh, yeah, a lot of father-son groups. Um, I've had a few mother and son. Um, I've had mother-daughter. I've had friends. I've had, uh, I mean, it's great. It's actually a lot of people, sometimes it's just one person who really wants to learn, and they want to bring a buddy into it with them, so they bring their friend along, and which brings you to my next point. You really don't have to have any experience to go on this trip. That's what I'm there for. I'm there to teach you how to fly fish. I'm not just going to put the rod in your hand and tell you where the fish are and leave it up to you. I'm going to tell you why we're fishing there, what we're fishing with, why we're doing the things we do. Whenever we move, I'm telling you why we're moving. So that way you can have the confidence to get out and go on your own or go with me again somewhere else. Well, and as we're, as we're taping this, we're right at the front end of a holiday, Mother's Day, is this Sunday for people who are listening early on a Saturday morning via the airwaves of WBT Radio. Many others may be listening via podcast just by typing in Carolina Outdoors and listening and or subscribing. Lastly, some people are listening to us on the website jessebrowns.com. We're talking to Dave Bergman about his guiding, lead guide from Jesse Browns and uh, what's been happening in the mountains and who it's been happening with. But with all of that being said, and Mother's Day coming up uh, on Sunday as we're talking now, uh, uh, is that a gift that people uh, would give to a mom so she would be able to enjoy the experience of fly fishing, kind of the adventure of the experience of fly fishing? Yeah, absolutely. Of course. I mean, I've had many trips that were given as gifts. And yeah, Mother's Day... Uh, fly fishing, Bill, don't know if you know, fastest growing women's sport right now. So yeah, 100%. Get your mother a fly fishing trip. Go with her. Or if you can't, just get her one and uh, she can meet me at the river. I take uh, one to two anglers, typically. Um, usually don't push it to three, but if we have to, we can. If Maybe if mom's got a, you know, two young anglers already in the family. Uh, yeah, 100%. Get your mother a trip. It's a very unique gift i'm gonna definitely have to say very unique gift very cool um very different it's a and i think giving experiences can be a lot more rewarding sometimes than giving stuff so well and on that experience um tell us why it's uh the normal trip now we're investigating doing different types of trip but the normal fly fishing trip where you're either learning the sport of fly fishing foundationally from the from, from there up or maybe we you have a lot of more experienced anglers who yeah utilize that's true you. we didn't mention that um well, i do have anglers who've been all over the world and then they get on the appalachian trout stream and there's there's things they need to learn still you know there's um and they they definitely take advantage of that uh because they're trying to max, maximize their fish yield so i have taken some more experienced anglers out or anglers that have felt that they had a lot of experience, but maybe picked up a bad habit somewhere, you know? And sometimes it's just, um, they're good anglers, but my big motto is we want to work smarter, not harder. So I teach them how to make, the, you know, simplify things. Fly fishing can seem very daunting. Pick up a fly fishing book and it's going to, you know, it's going to seem like a, like a whole other language to you when you've never seen, never seen anything about fly fishing before. But, you know, I like to make sure people know that, you yeah, know, we're, we're fishing. And it's a good time and you're supposed to have fun and, it's not supposed to be this big, scary thing. It shouldn't be. It should be a good time, and it always is. All our trips have been good times, even on slower days. We have a great, have a great time. 
Well, I guess that's the beauty of fly fishing is it's always ongoing and interactive and you are always learning. Can you break down for our listeners maybe one or two of the most general things that does help make fly fishing simpler for someone who's joining in the sport? Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a that's a wide range there, but yeah. Um, well, and for I'll sure. help because some of it maybe is a, a simple cast. You see yeah, Brad you Pitt, it, yeah, exactly. You see Brad Pitt, and the river <laughs> runs through it with you know uh, eighty feet of line in the air, but um, and that's in our heads, right? And all our streams track. here, our streams are are they're going to be smaller, they're going to be thinner, and we're our mountains are absolutely littered with streams. It's awesome. But yeah, you really don't need to be casting 80 feet. Um, a lot of times people want to learn that big, long back cast and forward cast, but all you need is a, what's called a simple tomahawk launch, which I always teach you on the river. And I've, that's actually the biggest thing. When I have anglers who've been out west, and they're like, I go out west twice a year, and they come to fish here, and I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm like, yeah, remember that back cast and forward cast you always do out there? We're not doing any of that today. We're doing this tomahawk launch. And, they're like, and they tell me, yeah, this is a lot easier um, because I, you have nine foot of rod and two foot of arm that you can use to your disposal. Um, so and that's just one example, you know. The fishing itself, the flies you're using, how you set up a rig, how you set up a nymph rig, that's really easy too when I lay it out for you. Well, I have the list here of uh, the fly fishing wading trips, casting instruction, water reading, hook set, fish fight. Of course, first off, it says, let's meet streamside and go fish. But there's one in here, entomology. And I was over at Jesse Brown's. Of course, that's where we hang our hat through the week when we're not here on the Carolina outdoors. And there's uh, three or four pieces of wonderful furniture with these compartments of flies. And Dave, you were right there. A whole new shipment, boxes of flies had just arrived and you were studiously, uh, you know, putting the flies here, there and everywhere. How complicated is choosing the right fly? Is that something that's really, um, can be made more simpler? Or Absolutely. More simple than yeah, the sim and the way to make it, you know, as simple as possible is literally just to look at the bugs that are around you. Uh, just look on, flip over rocks, look what they look like. Instead of maybe instead of trying to match exactly what that mayfly you're looking at looks like, pick something close in size. That usually gets the job done. You know, it doesn't. Uh, a lot of people try to match things really exact. Especially a lot of you'll have a lot of your um, very purist uh, dry fly fanatics will really try to match exactly what something looks like. And uh, we don't. Not all of us have those resources. You know. And, to have uh, every species of mayfly at our disposal. So you can start matching the size of these flies and the color if you got it. And that usually, yeah, that'll get the job done more often than not. Um, it, that's really, the, it's that simple. Just look at the look at what's around you. And that also helps you connect with the environment you're in when you're fly fishing too. That allows you to stop and smell the roses, so to speak, is when you're taking that time to put down the rod and look at some of the bugs that are around. And uh, yeah, we got into a little bit of, the, of that on trips. It, it starts with just me showing you the flies that we're using, and I tell you what they are. And then when I see bugs flying around, I'll point them out, tell you what that is. Um, can I always give you the exact uh, species name? I can give, probably maybe give you a genus, spe exact species, maybe not, maybe yes. Uh, but generally, you know, I'm going to get you on the right track. What's a mayfly? What's a stonefly? What's a caddisfly? That's easy. 
and it's um, you can pick that up really fast. Well, and this is something that you're educated in, of course, Brevard College, and uh, you've studied all aspects of of all of this. If you're joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors, I'm Bill Barty. We're talking to Dave Bergman right now about the sport of fly fishing, casting a weightless lure, the fly, with a weighted fly line on something called a fly rod and uh, he is lead guide and instructor of fly fishing wading trips through Jesse Brown's everything's included gear for the day and your lunch that you get to order usually a deli sandwich and all that kind of good snackage snackage I got the good potato chips the cape cods and the good potato chips uh, uh but Give us a, a a little bit of the health report. I guess you mentioned some of it. Is there are people in the mountains? A lot of people are taking up the sport of fly fishing. But as you said, there's so much water in Western North Carolina, and so much uh, water that is under the delayed harvest umbrella that uh, a lot of it is accessible. What is the status of our North Carolina mountains? We had a lot of rain early, then it kind of went dry, and then we've had some more recent uh, storms come through. Tell us about rainfall yeah, and water yeah, levels. So we, we water levels pretty normal right now in most of the places we go to. Uh, it'd be nice if we had a little more rain because you have to remember these streams drop out really quick after a rain. So you might look at the Yag Kid and be like, man, that thing is pumping, but the streams we fish, you know, they're, they're true... Appalachian streams and they drop out really fast. So you, you'll get all this rain and be like, oh man, the water's gonna be nice and stained tomorrow. Still clear, but just enough stain that the fish really can't make a good decision on the fly coming at their face and they're just gonna eat it. And you'll get there and it'll be like gin clear and lower because those streams just drop out really fast. Um, but water levels are pretty good right now. We can maybe get a little more rain, but always be nice. Um, because you have to remember, uh, Southern Appalachia is a, for the most part, a temperate rainforest. So we, we like getting all that rain. It's a good thing. And rain um, does not necessarily stop a fishing trip. Rain is no, absolutely not. Trip. No, um, well, the only way it's going to stop a fishing trip is when the river's blown out and it's not safe to be in. Also, you know, when the river's chocolate milk, catching fish definitely becomes harder. Um, it's really a safety thing, but it takes quite a bit of rain, uh, quite a big surge to get that to happen. So if the water's a little higher. That's great. We just um, use different flies for that situation which I will always, of course, explain to you. And uh, we fish. Yeah, rain, rain doesn't, and if it's raining on a fishing trip, yeah, rain does not cancel a fishing trip. If it's going to drizzle, if it, you know, you got that 40% chance of rain all day the next day, and it's drizzle, like we'll fish in the drizzle all day. Put on a rain jacket and we get out and go. Keeps a lot of anglers off the water too. So. Get well, that's, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah. It moves the people off of it. And then yeah. the fishing uh, with the, Little bit of dinge maybe in the in yeah. the stream. To me, that's real trout fishing right there. Getting the getting in the bad weather. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you. Of course, trout love the cooler water of yeah, a mountain stream. Yep. In fact, they require that colder cold water. Cold water fish. Yes. Uh, that's something that they require. And we have had a great winter, and we've had a great spring thus far. Uh, but we are moving into the warmer weather months. Uh, what happens and what do you uh, prognosticate will happen as we get deeper into the Carolina spring and moving into yeah. summer? So we're going it, to, it's becoming unseasonably warm very fast, which means, you know, trout or cold water fish in the south right now. So we're going to start when, when June rolls around, we start moving away from those delayed harvest streams. They get real warm. Um, also, uh, you are allowed to keep fish out of those streams at that point. 
So you'll see a decline in the amount of fish that you may see um, when, you know, in like a, um, a fall trip or a spring trip. Once you get into summer, you really want to start moving into the smaller creeks uh, where higher up, water's going to be colder, and you're going to be fishing for all wild trout. Beautiful, the most beautiful fish you'll ever see in your life. Uh, you're gonna, they're, it's a little more technical fishing, but it's, it's really fun and beautiful. Um, you're do, it's fast paced, which is also cool. You're not really staying in one spot for long. You're, you're stick and move like a boxer. You're hitting one spot, moving up, hitting another spot, moving up. Um, and you're trying, you get to not wear your waders, which is fun. Um, wet wading is great, especially when it's hot out because, you know, the, typically those bigger streams are going to be a little lower down than their, uh, they're feeder streams that are going into them, so that water gets warmer faster, and we want to try to get up a little higher and start fishing for those beautiful wild fish in the summer. Well, and I did see that on one of our uh, social media posts through Jesse Browns. We invite our listeners to head over there. It's at Jesse Browns CLT, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, and I was looking at one of uh, your posts. It was on Instagram at Berg Mangler, and it, uh, it, I think the, it was you fishing, not guiding in this particular Yeah, no, I actually picture. got to go, I do that sometimes. You, I go <laughs> fishing sometimes. <laughs> but it did say, it said, this is my ideal southern Appalachian yes, trout stream. the most, it's, fly fishing for wild trout in small creeks is, in my opinion, the best example of fly fishing in the Appalachian Mountains. It's the most authentic fly fishing experience you can have in the Appalachian Mountains, right? They're wild fish. They're not stocked. These, for every stock stream you have, you've got like 20 of these little wild feeder creeks. And that's what our mountains geography or, you know, geography really favors are those little creeks. So yeah, in my opinion, blue lining, which we've talked about before, which is little blue lines on a map, that is the most authentic fly fishing experience one can have in our North Carolina mountains. So when you're taking clients out there, um, how does that come across? Are they more adventurous in spirit or more physically fit? Yeah, and you kind of have to be um, for the, it's, you don't have to be like, I mean, I'm not the most physically fit person in the world, you know, but uh, there's a lot of walking. Um, the terrain's going to be a little rougher. Um, you got to definitely have, be ready for some adventure, you know, like it's, it's, it's a hike. You cover a lot of river mile, you know, um, and like I said, it's more of like a fast paced fishing experience. You're, you're usually not parking on the side of the road and getting into the river. It's got to do a little bit of a hike in never too far, but you know, it's, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be, um, physically able to do it. That right. is, that is important because that's going to give you a good time too. You don't want to go and be huffing and puffing and having a miserable time in the summer the summer sun. I mean, yeah, the water feels good, but yeah, you do, you, you do require, it does require um, being able to move around a bit. So being physically able to do that is very important to your success and fun on when you're blue lining. His name, Dave Bergman. His nickname, I love calling it the Berg Mangler. Fortunately, your last name works into that yeah, perfectly. Yeah, it took me a while to like, think about that, too, to figure that out. <laughs> He's a lead guide instructor, Jesse Brown's fly fishing wading trip. Let's meet Streamside and go fish. You just need to contact us at Jesse Brown's. You can email jesse at jessebrowns.com or give a call, 704-556-0020. 
or just go to the website, jessebrowns.com. You'll see it there, one or two angler trips available. It includes casting instruction, water reading, entomology, hook set, fish fight, gear for the day, lunch for the day. All you need is some comfortable clothing and a North Carolina trout license, and you will build yourself into a sport of a lifetime. One angler's $300, two anglers $375. It's well worth it when you're invested in yourself or a loved one and you leave that day with a sport to enjoy forever, essentially. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a very personal experience with the fish, fly fishing. Well, just <laughs> just contact us. Dave, thank you for taking some time to break it all you down here. You got it. <laughs> here we go on the Carolina Outdoors, over and out. We're back on the other side right after this. <laughs> 